thought it would have looked funny for me to come down here with my in my bathrobe, but I, you know, because it wasn't a really pretty robe, it was kind of ugly looking, and my wife probably would have got. But I was thinking about that, you know, like what it what it means to put something on, what it means to take something off, and see, that's one of the. It's, it's a great picture if you think about it, because see, what we're, what we're called to do as a believer, we're called to put on the new man, throw off the old things, but put on the new man. You know, out of the text last week, and you know, Hebrews five, you know, Paul was saying this. He was saying, you know what, you're full of hearing. You you hear the word of God, but your senses are dull. You you're 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 not you you're hearing what's being said, but you're refusing to do it. Your 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 senses are dull. He was talking about the order of Melchizedek, and he he was trying to just present to them truth and holiness and who Christ was, but they they their, their senses were dull. And I got to tell you, see, that's one of the things in the body of Christ. We have to you have to be alert. You 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 have to be mindful and be alert. You know, be diligent, be be sober minded. The Bible says it's so important that you do that because listen, if you don't, you'll get dull. You'll get dull to spiritual things. You know, and, and, that, and that, that is ultimately the attack of the enemy. The enemy wants you dolled down. He wants you to be stupid. I said stupid again, Miranda. I, you know, I, I, she started it, so she used the word a few weeks ago. But, but see, that's what the enemy, he wants you to be dolled down. He doesn't want you to press in, amen? He doesn't want you to grow. He, you know, think about it. If you get saved as a born-again believer, and if that's all the further that you go, the enemy's happy. We rejoice that your, your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life and that you make, you make heaven. But if you don't do anything from the point of your salvation, the enemy's like, huh, okay, he's, he's at bay. I, I don't have to worry about him anymore. You know, let me see if I can doll down and uh, doll his mind down. Make him, make him look at everything else out here in the world. Let me keep him doll. Let, let you know, he's not going to be any danger. Because see, you know what the enemy hates is he hates somebody that's fierce in faith. He hates somebody that's that's you know that that you know that that's going to press in. That's going to say, you know what, I, my goal, my goal as a believer is to take as many people to heaven as I can, amen? My goal is to get this gospel out. My goal is to get the, the, word, of, the, the word of God out, amen? My, my job, you know, even ultimately, my job is to make sure my family makes heaven, amen? I remember when, you know, Miranda and I prayed for our families. You know, when we got, when we got you know, I got saved, and, you know, my salvation was a bit radical. You know, I, I was just like, I would go and tell, and I would tell people about Jesus, even when I didn't even, I was a babe. Honestly, I was a babe. I was working on a lot of things, but I would go tell people about Jesus. And I remember the point in time in my life where, where it was like, I got to pray for my family. I got to press in, and I got to begin to pray for my family. And, you know, what I remember seeing, my brother got saved. And I, I led my brother to the Lord. And then, and, then, and then my mother, well, my mother got, I guess, saved twice, you know, rededicated her life. But then my dad got saved. And I realized at that point, you know, it's like, you know, we have to have a tenacity. We have to have a faithfulness in us that, you know, no matter what, we're not, we're not relenting. We're going to keep pressing, amen, because it matters. Nobody in here wants to see anybody's family members Fall, fall away from Jesus. Am I, am I right? Is that, is that a fair, is, that's a, a pretty good assessment. So, you know, it's why we preach the way we preach. It's why we talk about souls. It's why we, it's why we preference winning souls in this church that souls matter to Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, it's just the beginning. Because see, what, what we take away from the point of salvation, now it's time to grow up. 
Now it's time to start maturing in the things of Jesus. Amen. And Paul, he does, you know, he, I love this because he, he unpacks this whole thing. And I, I tell you, it's, it's, it's seemingly elementary, but as I've been, been studying this, I'm like, man, this is so good. It's so rich because, you know, I think sometimes we can get dull. We, we can easily get dulled down our, in, our, in our own life. As a pastor, you can get dull. You have to stay sharp. Iron, iron sharpens iron. You hear that a lot in this church. You know, the body of Christ. It's why we do life groups. It's why we have women's groups, men's groups. It's why, we, it's why we're connected. Well, you know, why do they do something every night of the week? It's because not everybody can be here, you know, even on a Sunday. So we offer something on a Monday. And then we offer something on a, you know, it's, this is a busy week. Not every week's like that. It may be one day. Amen. The Bible says the church, the body of Christ should meet more often, not less often. As the day, of, as the day we see Jesus approaching. Guys, this, do you see what's going on? Do you see the news? Do you see? I mean, we, we had a we had a end time study here Tuesday night with young men. Greg and I, we were in the house representing the 30 somethings. Right, Brother Greg? I mean, so because we were like, why, 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 is, why is it just young men? Why can't? Greg and I were we seasoned. We were seasoned. Seasoned is a great word. Praise God. Let's get back into the text. I don't want to get sidetracked today. Ephesians five. You know, Paul was saying, you know, like you, you you're full of hearing, but you've come dull. You became dull. And I and I love this out of Ephesians four because you know, you know, Paul was saying this was the other text that I I, I come out of. Uh, you know, last week. You know. Um, Ephesians 4.14, that we should no longer be like children. We should no longer be like children tossed to and fro. Yeah, get that, tossed to and fro and carried carried away by every wind of doctrine. Everything that gets thrown out there. Well, let's just go this way. Let's just go that way. You know, because I I tell you, I'm going to tell you guys, listen, a sign of, you know, an, an immature believer will jump from one place to another place to another place to another place. They'll, they'll, they'll jump, jump around, jump around. Yeah, that's, I know that was, you guys are too, too, come on now, get, get, get with it. So, um, but it, it oftentimes is a sign of immaturity. When people jump from one thing to another thing, looking for the roller coaster high in Christianity. God doesn't call us to, 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 to ride the roller coaster. He calls, he calls us to be mature in our faith. Amen? I love getting touched by the Holy Ghost. Amen? I go to special meetings. Go to special meetings. You do that. Get plugged in. You grow your faith like that. But, you know, being tossed back and forth, chasing after this, chasing after that. You know, it's important. You know, even from a worldly standpoint, you, you can be persuaded. By men. You can be persuaded by people. It's important that you understand that this is the time and hour we understand what truth is. What true truth is. And truth comes through the word of God. Truth comes through knowing who God is. Amen. You know, Bible prophecy. Look, I mean, know what the word says. There, I, 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 I watch stuff. I see stuff. And last week I started, I just started, I flipped on the news for a little bit. And I was like, you know what I did? I opened my Bible to Ezekiel 37, 38. And I just begin to read. And then I begin to look at the headline news. I'm like, okay, this makes really good sense according to what the Bible says. Then I flipped it over to Matthew 24. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is, this is what's in the Word. You, you can unpack what everything that's happening, happening now, you can begin to unpack, unpack in what the Word of God says, written over 2,000 years ago. Isn't that something? Isn't God good? He is good like that. He's showing us. 
But it's important that you're not, you're not tossed to and fro. You know, we should no longer be like children. That's what Paul's saying. You know, he's, you know even in this, he's saying, you know what? You become spiritual lazy. You, you, you're, you're lazy in the faith. Don't be, don't be a lazy Christian. You know? I, you know, I've got goals this year. I'm going to get healthy this year. I'm saying it to you guys to hold me accountable. Okay, because I, 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 you know, I, don't want, I don't want to be spiritually lazy, but I don't want to be physically lazy either. You know, I, I watch Gary walk up and down the road. And I, every time I pass him, I'm rooting, go Gary, I'm rooting him on. You know, I'm like, you know, when's, you know I'm going to get myself. I'm going to get myself. You know, e- even in that aspect, I'm going to be strong in body. Amen. I'm telling myself now, but I have, to put, I have to put the action behind it. Amen. So understand, everything that we do as a believer, we have to have action. I, I, can, I can wish that I was growing up as a Christian, but if I don't do anything about it, I don't change habits, I don't, I don't begin to say, how do I grow? I won't grow. Amen? Amen. You guys with me? So don't be persuaded. You know, listen, guys, Satan's attention is to completely destroy you. If he can do anything to get you persuaded, to get you off course, he'll do that. He'll do that. It, it, you know, it, 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 it may only take one thing. One thing to shake your faith. So you always have to begin to look at it. Okay, this one thing. Why is this one thing shaking my faith? Why is this one thing have me, have me offended? Why is this one thing have me hurt? What does the Word of God say? How do I handle this according to what the Word of God says? Amen? So Christian maturity. You know, how, how do we distinguish between good and evil? We mature as Christians. Amen? Amen. I got to get into the uh, the main text today, so let's do that. Again, I love the illustration. Back to the text in twenty two, it says that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of of your mind. That you put on the new man who was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, an, another scripture that really jumped out was Second Corinthians five sixteen and seventeen. You know, because Paul, you know, he's giving this illustration that that you, that you can actually become new. You know, Second Corinthians five seventeen it says, "Therefore, now we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we've known Christ according to the flesh. Yet now we know him no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. He he's a new creation." But you know, understand, we've got to now begin to act like we are a new creation in Christ. I know this seems elementary, but sometimes it's like, man, we even will hold on to the smallest of things that keep us that keep us pinned down. Keep us they, they keep us from growing. They keep us from from allowing us to see what Jesus wants us to see. You know, I, I've watched over the years people get offended. What you you know. I had somebody ask me, Pastor, what, what's the number one reason why people don't come to church? I said offense. It's easy. I've, I've done, if you do this any, any amount of time, people get hurt. They get offended. And then what happens is the enemy isolates them, pulls them away from everybody, and, and, you know, and, and then they're hurt. And then they blame it on God. It's not God. It's people. God's not offensive. It's people. You know, then, then, you know, we have a great, we have a great manual. In, it's called the Bible that teaches us how, how we can break through offenses. We go and we talk, we communicate. We skip that piece. Why do we skip that piece? 
I'd rather keep my offense. See, you see how the enemy loves to entrap people? He loves to keep people right, right at that place of, you know, I, I, you know, of decision. I'm going to trap you right here. You're not going to grow anymore. But see, this is what Paul says. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Praise God. Praise God. So Paul's doing something very simple here. He's teaching us as believers that we, we must mature in faith. Let's look at verse 25 because it, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to unpack more of this tonight. Praise God. Let's look at verse 25. This is, look, look at what Paul says. This is, therefore, put away lying. Let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. <laughs> we are members of one another. Quit lying. That's what he's saying. Quit lying. Don't lie. Be honest. Be honest. I, you know, it, it seems like, you know, you think sometimes these, these, are, these are things that, that are very elementary, but these are things that keep us from growing in God. Don't lie. Be honest. You know, I, I, you know the enemy will, will, will use this. You know, I, I grew up in a home, and I, you know, my parents aren't living, and you know, my mom would probably sit there and be like, yeah, she'd shake her head. You know, where it was like, well, a little white lie won't hurt anybody. And sometimes you gotta, sometimes you got to tell a little white lie. No. No, a lie is a lie. You guys, you guys follow me. Because, see, it's, it's important that you understand that, you know, God doesn't want us to lie. These, you know, Paul's going through some elementary things here that can keep us, that can keep us even out of heaven. Because one thing leads into another thing, then leads into another thing. Amen? So Paul's saying, don't lie. Pastor, this is, we, we know this. We know that we shouldn't lie, right? But it's, you know, I, I thought about this. When was the last time I heard Ephesians 4 preached? Other than when I was listening to a doctor preach. I was like, man, this is good. You pastored for 41 years, and you're preaching a, a message to the congreg a congregation that's 41 years old, and he's breaking this message down. I'm like, my mouth is just like, wow, this is good. What a, what a, what a place to come back in to teach. Because you're always, you're always cycling believers through, Amen. But even people that are seasoned, God wants them to mature. If you're at, you know, listen, please, and please don't take offense to what I say. We're not called to stay at the same place. As a believer, you're not called, you're not called, you know, I parked my car at Salvation and I'm done. You're not called to stay there. You're not called to stay in the same place. You know, you guys with me on this because you, you, you if you don't understand that about us, I mean, because I mean, we preach, we preach this a lot. You're not called to stay at the same place. And if you're staying at the same place, what must I do to get out of this place and move to another place? That, that, that's what we're looking at. It's why the one-on-ones, it's why, it's why the extra meetings, it's, it's, why, it's why, because, you know, when you begin to mature, you bring people with you, amen? So stop lying, number one. That's what Paul's saying, don't lie. Don't lie. Put off lying. You know, and, and I'm going to say that don't justify people lying. Don't, don't, you don't have to justify people lying. And you, like I said, you know, the other day when I was, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to shake your head and agree with someone. You could go like this sometimes. As much as people, you know how people will do that. They'll, they'll just, they'll, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, you know? And I'm not, I'm not saying that's around lying, but, but the people want to pull you into their world. 
You know, I've had men, I've had men come to me and say, you know, you know, it's, it's all, you know, even, even as a young Christian, people that had been Christians longer than me and said, it's okay if you look at women. No, it's not. It's not, it's not because you, you begin to develop, you begin to get desensitized. You be, you know, it, you know, Christian men that were older than me, it was like, you know, just don't, you just don't undress them. You just don't, you don't think about, um, you know, women are beautiful. A- absolutely. But, you, you know, you, you don't place yourself in a position where, you know, like you're, you're you, because you set yourself up to begin to lust. So, you know, you have to guard. You have to guard against these things. Amen. Don't lie. Be honest. Amen. God looks at our integrity. I, I, I think sometimes we think, you know, when you get saved, your integrity is the number one thing God begins to look at. The, these things, these character things. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Just look at number two here. The second point. Be angry and don't sin. Be angry and don't sin. Now we understand that Jesus, he got a little upset. There's a righteous anger. He got upset because the money changes were in the temple. He got upset with them and he went in and he flipped the tables over. You know, there were points in time that Jesus was upset. But the Bible says, be angry and do, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath, the Bible says. What's that look like? It means don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Because see, what happens, and I'll say this even in a marriage. I've been married a few years. What happens even in a marriage is, you know, if you carry it over into the, the next day, and then something happens, and then you carry it into two or three days after the fact, man, it's on. You're like you're looking at like four or five days later, and you haven't communicated, and you haven't talked, and you 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 know that anger's building. You, anybody know? Nobody. Has, we've just you and I have had that happen. So, just my wife and I, we've had that happen. So nobody else in here has dealt with that. I'm sure. But but you know it, you know that anger builds, and then what happens? See you, see Paul has given us a very clear a clear picture of what happens. This isn't necessarily spiritual; it's physical. You you begin to build up walls. Things begin to happen. Think, you know, things in your, you know, uh, you know, you know, next thing you know, thoughts. You know, the enemy p- will put thoughts out there. You know, then the next thing you know, what he'll do is he'll put a female. He'll put a male. He'll put somebody in someone's life to deceive them. The, the, the enemy, I'm telling you, he's working on overtime right now. His time is short. He knows his time is short. Be angry and do not sin. You know, so don't don't carry anger. Don't carry bitterness in your heart. You've got to learn to lay it down. Don't get angry with people. And I tell you, you know, that's, you know, please understand. I don't mean this is, we all have to deal with these things. We're in a fallen world. Amen. We all have to work on these things. We all have to work on, you know, I, I don't know. Anger was one of those things I, I had to work on. And I was secretly working on it because, I realized in my anger, what I would do was I would isolate myself. But then I realized, you know, that's, that's, where, that's where I got in trouble. Because, you know, the enemy, you know, well, you, you're all alone. Da, 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 da. You, you start, you, and you, you know, you have to guard against this because you start believing this stuff. You start believing this stuff. Look at verse 28. It says, let him who stole still no longer, but, <laughs> but rather let him labor. Working with his hands, what is good? That he may have something to give who has, who has need. 
Don't steal. You want something, get a job. I, I mean, everybody in here is working, but, but that's what Paul's saying. He, if you want something, you desire something, you should work for it so that you can have it. God doesn't care about your car. He doesn't care about your house. He doesn't care about your bank account. He doesn't care how much money you have. You know what he cares about? I, watch this, because he cares about what are you willing to give? <laughs> what, what, he cares about a giving heart more than he cares about your stuff. Have stuff. Have a bunch of stuff. That's why we teach about giving. Be a giver. You have as much of stuff as you want. Be a giver. Because if you're a giver, you'll never, you'll never be greedy. You'll, you'll, ne you'll never be greedy. You know, doctor shared that story, and I, I, you know, it was like it was such a good story. And he was talking with a couple. You know, you guys need to get married. He was like, well, you know, we can't get married because we're going to lose, we're going to lose all of our benefits. We're going to lose, we're going to lose this, and we're going to lose this, and we're going to lose this. And he looked at him and said, "You love money. You know, you love money more than you love God." I mean, you know, you guys, you think this can be seemingly like a hard lesson, but it's truth. We have to be truth seekers. We have to help people understand this is what truth is. Because when we begin to mature in these things, man, I tell you, we go to a whole other level. Amen? Because listen, you know what we're called to do? We're called to help others mature in this. Amen? But, you know, Paul's make, you know, he's making something very, very generalized. You know, work. If you want something, work for it. Amen. Remember, there were times in my life, and, and there will be again, you know. If I needed a little extra, I'd go out and work. I mean, I haven't had the time, but I run, I mean, goodness, I, I was like, when I was in Hana, I was side hustle king of everything. I, you know, I did so many things because, I mean, you know, we're in the missions field. I'm doing everything, you know, but I always enjoyed people. I'd sell coffee. I'd sell Miranda's jewelry. Next thing I know, open a lawn care business. I was like, wow, that's, you know, this is something to do. Blew up. Lawn care, I was like, started out making $72. In, in three months, we were making $4,000 a month. I'm like, praise God. You know what I could do? I could give more. I could, gi I could give more. And then, you know, somebody said, well, you know, hey, do you do windows? I'm going to go to YouTube, okay? Let me go to you because I don't know that I want to do windows, you know? But then I went to YouTube, and I was like, I got seen these squeegees, and I was like, you know, for about $110, I can be in the window business. So guess what I did? I, you know, because, you know, what it meant was I could do more. Can I tell you, you can do with more. You know, you, got, you can do more with more. But see, my perspective was I, I'm going to do more for the kingdom of God. Amen. Jesse got a couple of my accounts, you know. good. I mean, you go two hours, make 100 bucks, that's, that's not bad money. 50 bucks an hour is not bad money. You get, you get people say, "What, Pastor, why do you always talk about money? It, you need it. You need it to be a blessing to people. People call, you know, I get calls every other day. Will you help me with this? Will you help me with that? I can't help everybody that calls. You, you, but but I do, we do help. I'm not using the church's money. We use our own money. Amen. I, I'm thankful for that. But if you want something, you've you got to set yourself up. Amen. You know, because, you know, and I think about this. Stop stealing. Don't steal. Don't, don't take things that don't belong to you. These are very practical, practical things, you know, that, that we, we have to truly grab a hold of. We grab a hold of what God's word says because, see, there's blessing and there's favor when we follow what the word says. Amen. Amen. 
Verse 29, watch this. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, <laughs> but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Wow. You know, you, you, you know I've, re I've read Ephesians so many times, but like when, when the word starts to pop and you start to see things, and you, you see something like this, it's like, let no corrupt word come out of your mouth. Man, you, you know, it's like we really need to guard our tongues. We really need to watch what we say. You know, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. You, you can quote that scripture, but if you're still, not, you're still not protecting your tongue, you're still not guarding, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. I, I've, I've never been someone, B.C., before Christ, I've never been someone that like cussed or, or, or like cussed a lot. But when I got saved, it was like, this was something that I was like, if I heard anybody say a cuss word, you know, I was a babe in Christ. I would get, you know, especially if somebody said JC or they use God's name in vain, I was ready to punch somebody in the mouth. Well, you talking about my Jesus. I, you know, you don't say that. I would get, I would get so mad. I was a babe. They just didn't know. But if I, you know. You know, I, I, was ready, I was ready to fight people over stuff like that. You know, now it's like, you know, I, I, I know I'm, I'm maturing, right? I've matured. I don't want to fight everybody anymore, so. <laughs> Nobody was like that, right? When I got saved, just me. I'm sure it was just me. Brian was like that. I mean, he's a lot calmer than me, so. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What should you do with your mouth? You should edify. You should build people up. That's what Paul's saying. Build people up. Encourage one. Encourage people. It's why I, that's why I love prophecy. It's why I love I, I love this church and, and that, that it that it will be a prophetic. This will be a prophetic culture. This church will, will will have that. But don't let don't let trash come out of your mouth. Don't let trash come out of your mouth. You know, this is for believers today. You know, people that aren't saved. You know, that don't know, that don't have a, 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 a guide. They don't know. There's grace. But see, the, the, understand something here. The, there's grace. There's grace for people that are new in faith. We have that grace. But we have to teach people these things. You know, if you hear a brother take the Lord's name in vain, it's okay for you to say, you know what, you shouldn't say that. Because, you know, ultimately sometimes that brother or sister may not know. I tell you what, I, I'll say this. The other night we were sitting, we were sitting up in uh, Thomas, and um, I was sitting at the table, and I have this thing where I pick up on people's conversations. And it happened to me twice when I was in the mountains, once in the lodge, and then the other one I, I was sitting at the table. And the girl, there were girls that were talking, and they were dropping the F-bomb. Like I, I was like, do people talk this way? I, I was like, F and this and F and that and F and this. And I was like, and I looked over at the table, and there was like eight girls. And I was like, wow. I, you know, because I do get out. But, I, I mean, it, 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 you know, I'm not just stuck at home all the time. I do get out and, you know. But, you know, I'm just like, maybe they just don't know. Or maybe they do, I don't know. But it's like, let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. It, 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 it's important that you understand. You know, if you're a believer and you pr profess to be a believer, people watch you. You know, especially if you're, you're going and inviting someone to church. Because, see, this is what happens. The enemy, he loves this. He loves a new believer. And then you get around that one person, and every other word that he says is a cuss word, and then you accidentally let one slip. You know, like, yes, yeah, see, you're a Christian now. You know, see, that's how the enemy works. 
I work with, uh, I, you know, I work with uh, Minister Brian, missionary, my friend from Japan. He's from, he's not from Japan. He doesn't look like Japanese, but, um, but I, I work with him in law enforcement. You talk about people that can cuss. I, I was like, I've, I've military, and you know, Greg, I know you, we have people who have been in the military. I, you know, and I worked in law enforcement. I was like, do you even know how to put a sentence together without five f bombs? I, I mean, because it was like, you know, is how do you talk? How do you even talk? How do you even talk that way? Because they they don't they don't know how to talk without putting a cuss word in there. Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. It's so, it's so, it, you know, please understand, you, you know, even as a believer, if you have, I've, I've prayed with many, many friends. I've had friends come to me and say, man, I want to quit cussing. And I'm like, quit, just quit. When you have a thought come to your head, close your mouth. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's, you can actually do that. You don't have to say everything that, you, you can actually filter what comes out of your mouth. People don't, they don't. They don't think that way. And Brian had a, a deputy that worked for him. I, I'm telling you, shh, quiet. Just think before you say. Don't start the sentence with the F word. Just stop. I mean, you know, anyway. Praise God. <laughs> you know what, what happens a lot of times? What happens a lot of times in these situations is, is we become defiled. And you become defiled when you're hanging around things like this and when you're, you, you, you don't even realize it. And see, what happens is it can be very difficult to set yourself apart from these things when they're, when they're going on, especially in a work environment. You become defiled. And, you know, what happens is the enemy is just wanting to suck you back in, to pull you back in, to reel you back in. So you don't stand out. You don't shine for Jesus. You, you, you begin to look like everybody else. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because see, he just, he just, it's, it's, it's subtle. It's easy. That's, that's what the enemy wants to do. Just pull you back in. Pull you out of faith. Get comfortable with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But see, Paul says this. He says, we're here to edify. We're here to build people up. Amen. Use your mouth as a blessing, not a cursing. Use your mouth as a blessing, not a cursing. You know, I <laughs> so much around this whole su subject, and I'm going to move towards closing here in a few, but, um, you know, some people talk so much stink about people. Uh, uh, you know, letting that unwholesome talk come out of their mouth, they, that's all they want to do. They want to talk garbage. They want to talk about people. You've got to separate yourself from that. It, I'm telling you, It's toxic. There, there are points in my life I remember that as I was a babe in Christ, I had to cut certain things out. I, you, listen, you can stay wherever you want to stay. Being very honest. You can stay, you can, you can stay at whatever phase in salvation. My, my thing is make sure you're saved. I, you'll have that. There'll be an invite for salvation today. Make sure you're saved. But you, you, can, you can go to different levels with God. And, I, and I'm, af I'm afraid sometimes people think it's, it's you, you know, it's salvation's just the beginning. It's the ankle deep. Amen. I mean, we want to jump in the water where we're swimming. Amen. Where we can't, where, blah, 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 where it's like that. Where, you know, we're, we're, we're in over our head. Amen. 
That's what we want. We want to be that kind of believer. But salvation, understand, it's, it's ankle deep water. I'm saved. Now we're going to jump in. We're going to go to another level. Amen. And these things that Paul's talking about, they, 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 they deal with character. They deal with, they, they deal with real Christianity. Real Christianity. It's all real. I don't make light of that by any means. See, you know, Paul's saying this. Don't be a babe in Christ. Grow. 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 Again, if people talk about people, you got to cut that out. I mean, there were people that I, I was around. Man, I, I just, you know, they all they wanted to do was talk about people. You got to cut that out of your life. You know, I, Joe Olstein. More people talk about Joe Olstein probably than any other preacher. You think Joe is sitting down in Houston today, worried about what everybody said about him? No, he's not. Well, he wrote this book. Blah, 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 blah. You know, people come. To, people will come to me. You know, I, literally. I mean, just even in the three years. You know, what do you think about prosperity? I like it. I I I think it's a good thing. I I think money is a good thing. What do you think about? It? I, I turn around on. What do you think of? You like being poor? You like not having a job? I. You know, you got a college degree. Did, you know? Don't you expect to to have? You know. You know, people. You know, what about? What about preachers in planes? Praise God they got a plane. Every porn actor can have one, but a preacher can't. Uh, you know, give me a break. Every, 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 uh, you know, every Muslim can own a jet because of oil. <laughs> Heaven forsakes. A Samaritan purse, a Christian organization, flies a jet over to uh, Ukraine full of supplies. Why, wow, that's heresy. They're not using God's money right. There's people starving in America. How dumb can we get? And breathe, really. I mean, think about it. This is, this, this is, this is nonsense. I mean, people make up the dumb, they say the dumbest things. And, you know, I, you know, and I'm afraid to say this at times because a lot of times these are believers that say these things. What did Joel Steen ever do to you? I, I want to meet him one day. I really do. I just want to shake his hand. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. We seen we seen uh, Senator Manchin this weekend. Yeah, I, I can't. I won't say, but you, you know, hollered out the window. Keep up the good work, Senator. You know, I thought about a hundred things I could have wanted to say to him afterwards, but you know, but but, but it was like we've been praying for him. Uh, anybody on prayer call? We've been praying for him. And look at some of the things that are actually happening. I mean, I'm just like, wow. Wow. You know? I'm like, we were like, we were like, why doesn't he have security? <laughs> we, we were like, you know, should we be security? You know, that's what we, we felt like. You know, like, maybe we should just, you know, we didn't have, well, I did have my pistol. But, you know, maybe we should be security. But, but, um. Anyway, I, I got sidetracked there. I've been, I've been, fo I've been trying to stay focused here. So you're not, you're not a babe. Understand, please, you, you're not a babe in Christ anymore. God's called you to mature. That word telos, Hebrew. That word telos is mentioned 19 times in the New Testament. Paul's talking about it. He's, he's preparing the church. He's, he's saying, you know, look, look. I, I don't want you to stay here anymore. I don't want you to stay here any longer. Weekly, weekly. What are you doing to grow your faith? Weekly, what are you doing to grow your faith?
Weekly, what are you doing to grow your faith? Monthly, what are you doing to grow your faith? See, church is, church is a piece of it. But it's a, you're, you're here a very limited amount of time. You think, hey, I, I catch a service for two hours once a week. If you come on Wednesdays, I mean, it's, it's four hours. You come on Sunday, it's six hours. Six hours a week. I think what I figured up was 168 hours or something, I don't know, in, in a week. It's not, you know, six hours is not a lot of time. So we can't, we can't allow the enemy to come in and, and play with us in, in, that, uh, in, that, in that other time. Amen? Let's look at the next one real quick, and, and I'm going to close here. Ephesians 4.30, look, it says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. You know what I love about this, because watch, watch, watch what Paul says here. He says, do not, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And then he goes on to say this. He says, let all bitterness. So think about it. How do we grieve the Holy Spirit? With bitterness. So, we're rele- so we, we release. We're, we're releasing bitterness. Wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking. Put all this stuff away. Put all, put all these things away. Because, see, if you, if you, if you this is the key. If, see, if, if, if you do this, you're not going to grieve the Holy Spirit. None of us want to, you know, I'm sure there's been times in all of our lives where we've grieved the Holy Spirit because we did something stupid. We've got to do, do less stupid. We've got to mature in Christ. Amen. We've got to, we, we're, we're not babes, amen? We're, we're called to rescue people. We're called to bring people into salvation, yes, but we're called to make disciples. We're called to make disciples, amen? You're called to make a disciple. Listen, I, I, I truly believe this. I believe this church will be a church that where, you know what, that everybody in here will be a disciple maker. Everybody in here will win one. Win one, but then, the, then they'll help one. What do you need? Do you need clothes? Do you need food? Do you need shelter? We'll, we'll help. We'll do that. Amen? We, we, we're, we win one. Think about it. I think it was Pastor Luke Berger who said this the other day, that, that in a two-year period, I think it was he was preaching this, and he said in a two-year period, if every believer on planet Earth won one person, the entire planet would be saved. Think about it. Everybody, everybody that professes Christianity. Well, that's not my job. If you're a Christian, it's your job. It's your job to tell. It's your job to help. Amen? It's, you know, get, get, it's a, your, your job to give. Your job to give. I, had a, I remember a guy in Hawaii, he, he's like, you know, your responsibility is to take care of me. Man, I got mad. I, had to, I left the church with this guy. During service, I was so mad. I took him and bought him food, but he got the lecture of a lifetime. I probably should have had somebody with me because it was not, it, anyway. I won't even go into everything that was said. However, you know, we're, we're called to help people. But, you know, listen, there, there are going to be some people that, you know, try to, that, that they, they, try to, they try to look at, you know, it's your responsibility to do this, to do this, to do this. No, your, your responsibility is to grow up. You guys follow me. You, you, you have a responsibility to grow up. You have a responsibility to mature. My job, is not, not to, my job is not to give to you every week. My job is to help you get from one level to another level. You know, for many people, I've, I've helped over the years. For many people, it's, it's been, it's, you know, young people that, you know, they don't have a plan. Just then go get a job. That will help you get a plan. 
I don't know anybody don't like making money. I like making money. Just some people don't like to work. I mean, people in here work, so I'm thankful. So I'm not talking about you guys, right? I'm t- you know, but there are people that just don't want to work. But man, you, you, you work so you can become a giver. And I had to explain to this guy, you know what? Listen, he was like, well, you know, the church this, the church that. The church. I'm like, no. That's not the church's role. I'm sorry, you've, you've, been, you've been told wrong. My, my job is not to just give, 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 give. My job is to teach you. Amen? Teach people how to fish, right? Don't just give them fish. Teach them how to fish. That's the, that's the responsibility of the church. And people have made this mistake thinking that's what the church is. You know, we have benevolence. P- people in here are great givers. They give. But, you know, everybody knows my heart in it. We're, we're teaching people how to fish, <laughs> how, to, how, to, how to move to the next level. Amen? It does me no good just to hand out. I could stand up at that door every day and give, give, give. But if I'm not, you know, I, I didn't take a vow of poverty. I didn't. You know, God wants to bless me so that I can be a blessing to others. I believe that for this church. I believe that for the people of this house. Amen? that you will be a blessing. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand to your feet today. Praise God. And Paul's saying, he says, you know, it's very good. He says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, especially how you come to keyboard, Wrath, anger, clamor, evil, speaking, be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. <laughs> Tenderhearted. Watch this. Forgiving one another. Wow. 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 Forgiving one another. Even as God and Christ forgave you. Forgiving one another. Hurt, offense, you know, it, it, these things are very real. There's nobody in here that this, does, this, this hasn't, happened to, hasn't happened to or likely couldn't happen again. But I believe that as the church matures, as we as believers mature, you know, when there's an offense, you know what we do? We, we learn to go to one another. There's nothing more humble and you know in a way of humility and, and just going to someone and saying, Hey, I was wrong. Or I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Because you know what happens? It releases you. You're no longer held hostage. You're no longer held held under under under, under that authority of, of whatever it may be. Because see what happens is when bitterness and strife and ra- all that stuff all anger, all that stuff, clamor, all that stuff gets built up in us. You know what, we, what, what it does is it grieves the Holy Spirit. It grieves the working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Because, see, your focus is that. Your focus is on, uh, on the problem, not on where you're headed. Amen? I don't know. You, you, you ever just release something and you're like, man, this is good. I released this. This is good. I'm not carrying this anymore. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not carrying this anymore. I'm not, walking, I'm not walking down this road anymore. Because I'm telling you, there, there's a real freedom. There's a real freedom that we can have in Christ. Amen? I, I'm, tell, I'm talking about a real freedom. There, there, 
There's nothing on earth is more freeing than knowing that Christ forgave you for all the all the stuff. All, I look back, it's, there's a boatload, a busload, whatever. He, he, he forgive me. I, it's freeing. It's free. And if we want to grow up, we've got to be tender-hearted, walk in love. Pastor, I don't feel like loving. I'm just telling you what the word says. I don't. How could I ever love this person? I'm just telling you what the word says. It starts with your relationship with Christ. It starts with a uh, just a real. Uh, you know what? I need Him. Because see, He's the one. That, he's the one that can free me. He's the one that can deliver me. He's the one that can see. He, he's the one that brings peace in my life. He's the one. And God does that.